This is Retail Retold, the story of how that store ended up in your neighborhood. I'm your host, Chris Ressa, and I invite you to join my conversation with some of the retail industry's biggest influencers. This podcast is brought to you by DLC Management. Welcome to Retail Retold, everyone. Today I am joined by Mark Norman. Mark is the head of real estate for self-esteem brands, and Mark is a repeat guest. Last time we uh, chatted on the podcast, it was in the beginning of a pandemic, so things have changed a bit for the positive. Um, We are certainly going through some market volatility now, but uh, overall things have changed for self-esteem for the positive, and uh, welcome to the show, Mark. Thanks, Chris. For those who don't know you or missed that episode, make sure you check it out. But um, for those who don't, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do? For sure. Well, and also just so everyone's aware, self-esteem brands, if you're not familiar, we have multiple brick-and-mortar brands, Anytime Fitness being the biggest, uh, with about 5,000 units internationally, 2,400 in the U.S. We own uh, Waxing the City. Uh, uh, we own the bar method and we own base camp fitness, which is a, a high intensity interval training concept that we bought out of California a couple years ago. So I'll tell everyone a good story. Yeah. So I went to visit Mark in Minneapolis and they toured me through all the sites and then Mark's team egged me on to get waxed. I had never been waxed at waxing the city and I was fighting it, but then I said, I don't know. And I'm looking at the the waxing technician. I'm not sure the waxer. What the, what serologist. The te- okay. What is it called? Serologist. Yep. Sur- the serologist. And she said, let's just wax your nose. I said, my nose? I said, okay. So <clears throat> I, uh, I lay down. I didn't know what I was doing. I lay down. And... She's circling this hot wax in my nose, circling this hot wax. And she goes, whoosh, rips it off. And like, I had a little jolt. I had never been waxed before. I didn't know what it felt like. And then after she was done, I said to her, I said to the the serologist, I said, was there a lot of hair on it? And she looked at me and she goes, you're definitely someone who should have their nose waxed regularly. (laughs) (laughs) I gave you props for that though, Chris. That was the manager, by the way, too. So you were uh, you were a champ. Uh, Chris came out to the Twin Cities. Our headquarters is in Woodbury, Minnesota, which is a suburb of St. Paul, and uh, he wanted the full treatment and exposure to all of our brands. So we took him to base camp. We did a workout, which I was impressed because that's not an easy workout, especially you know right off a plane. We went to Anytime Fitness to show you the new prototype and kind of the new layout. We had redesigned some of those near our office, and then. Waxing the city, you got waxed, and I have the picture, Chris. I have the picture of you getting waxed. You gotta we send me that picture. You gotta send me that picture because when I post this podcast, I'll put the, I'll put okay. the picture of me being waxed on it. It's a great photo. <laughs> um, well, that's great. So, what's going on at Self Esteem Brands now? Yeah, so you know, I, I think back to our last conversation, at least on the podcast, Chris, and you know, that was a dark time for the fitness industry, right? Fitness and self-care, waxing, 
you know, those service users like us where COVID really hurt because we couldn't operate in a lot of markets, a lot of states, a lot of provinces in Canada. So it was a real challenging time. We, we still saw the long game and we had some really good owners continue to, to grow through that time. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was challenging. We saw the rise of Peloton, right? Uh, everyone's getting a Peloton. It was on fire, right? But I think that's another uh, side of where we've seen everything come back around. Now we're seeing our clubs at pre-pandemic levels. We're growing more and faster than we were before, obviously, for obvious reasons. But when you watch something like a Peloton, which is a great product, uh, people were forced to work out at home and 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 you know use those type of products. Which I think back to uh, those of us that were around when Nordic Track first came out with the original ski uh, machine. I remember my parents had one, and that was the coolest thing ever. And then that kind of faded. The, 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 the moral of the story that we've certainly learned and we're happy to learn is that people want to get back in person. They want the accountability. They want the electricity. They want the, uh, the group fitness and personal training that you just can't replicate at home. So that's what's been exciting to see, especially over the last, uh, you know, six to 10 months. Yeah. So I have a home gym and it's a, I've talked about it on the show before. One day I'll just share pictures, but it's a gym I'm proud of because if you wanted to train for the Olympics, you could come, you could hire your trainer and come to my gym and you would have everything from a rower to the coolest racks, to farmer's carry handles, you name it. Uh, we didn't have a Peloton. We got a Peloton. My wife wanted a Peloton. We got a Peloton. But here's the thing. My wife and I... We rarely use the Peloton, and it's, the Peloton's great. I still work out at home, schedules, but my, most of the times, except when I'm traveling. My wife rarely works out at her house because the act of going to the gym is just as important to her as actually working out. The separation of home and fitness and like having something that's not in the home I, people don't want to work at home, eat at home, shop at home, sleep at home, work out at home and do everything at home. And that mental break and getting out and going and getting a good sweat and a good workout, getting out of the house, getting in the car, that is like therapeutic for many, my wife being one of them. And the moment gyms were open, she was out of my garage. Yep. No, same. And, and I think what, what people forget sometimes, and I think we all saw this, right, in, in all facets of our lives is the community, right? We were more siloed, right? Work-wise, socially. And and the, these communities that we build, the friendships we have, the camaraderie at, at the gyms are, are pretty pretty important. Basecamp, Bar Method, Anytime Fitness does group training. I mean, those are really good, strong, local, hyper-local communities that, that really keep you accountable. So I agree. For me, there might be a day where I just don't wanna go. I go to Basecamp a lot. I do Anytime Fitness as well, uh, small group training. But on a day I'm not really wanting to go, I just make myself go. The car ride there, I'm listening to music, right? It, it gets me fired up. Even when I get there, though, if I'm not into it, I'm doing it. And I'm making sure I do it because everyone expects me to be there and I got to get it done. So it's been really good, to your point, therapeutically, mentally, more so than physically. Keeps me sane. Yeah. So how has traffic been? You know, what does traffic look like at all these, you know, self-care and fitness locations? You've got thousands, so you have good context of what the consumer's doing. 
What's traffic look like? We do, we do. Traffic's uh, really strong, Chris. So um, I want to put it in two different categories because we have, you know, uh, fitness and we have self-care. So on the self-care side, waxing, I told you this at ICSC and when you were in town, we really saw that industry as a whole thrive out of COVID, right? Out of the, the peak COVID in 2020, it came out roaring and it stayed up there. So Waxing the City has been a very strong brand. We have 130 and we're adding new owners. And more importantly, the existing owners are adding number two, number three, number five. We just had someone add number seven. So it's uh, it's been really strong traffic on the on the personal care. And again, you can't get waxed online, just like you can't get your hair cut online. Important uh, because people want to get those services done and, and they have to go physically to brick and mortar to do it. With fitness, um, it's it's like I said at the beginning, we're back to pre-pandemic levels, if not exceeding them, depending on the market, right? Depends on the region of the US, region of Canada. That's what I'm focused on primarily. That's what my team oversees. Um, but it's been really, really good, especially to see as we got into 2022, people are back. The, the restrictions were kept a lot of people away more than anything. Uh, the masking uh, requirements in certain cities, you know, not that it wasn't doable. And I worked out with a mask uh, for many months, but it's tough, right? It's not as fun. You can't breathe as hard. And so that can be a deterrent in and of itself where people might say, look, I want to put my membership on hold and maybe when this gets lifted, I'll come back in. So, so those were tough, tough things to navigate for us, not for everyone, but for, for a lot of our gyms. And, and since the majority of all those restrictions have been lifted, you know, earlier this year or end of last year, we've seen the traffic really flourish, especially in the niche classes like base camp and bar method, right? Which are all small group classes. Yeah. The self-care one, I think we forget people want to feel good. One of the category retail categories that did the best in the great depression was makeup. Mm-hmm. In December, in the Q4 of 2020, one of the largest retails, one of the largest growth, um, one of the largest, one of the retail segments had the largest growth was jewelry. I think it was up like 300%. It's because people want to feel good. They want to, they, they want to look good. They want to, they care about how they look and feel and they care about their well-being. And for some jewelry makes that happen for some making sure they're waxed. And I think even in recessionary times, those, that doesn't go away. So, and a part of that is, you know, being fit as well. So. Absolutely. Well, and again, that's back to the name of our company, right? Self-esteem brands. It all ties together. That's why waxing's part of it. And I agree it's self-care, whether it's physical, mental uh, is critical. And so, we certainly learned that, and I, and I may have said this on the last podcast, but what we all learned um, through the pandemic is the importance of taking care of yourself. That is one of the best, if not the best defenses against any illness, right? Um, vaccines aside, taking care of yourself is very important for your ongoing health and quality of life. So uh, I, I heard many, many stories throughout the, you know, the, the peak of COVID where that was something we've all, we've all seen, we've all learned. So talk to me about the real estate game now and what the real estate growth is like for you guys right now. Sure. So we're, uh, our goal is to sign 140 leases this year uh, across all four brands. I'll tell you, we're still uh, three quarters of those will be Anytime Fitness. That brand continues to grow. 
even with 2400 in the US, we see a lot more room to growth in our white space analysis. So we see lots of opportunity there. It's a great uh, all purpose gym, which we're adding more uh, a new prototype to, which I showed you, Chris, and I can send you the video if you want to post it. Um, but really our new mantra, new science is training, nutrition and recovery. So we want to obviously help with training, small group and large group and personal training recovery. We're working on some pilots with physical therapy inside our studios and nutrition, right? We acquired uh, stronger you uh, last year, which is nutrition coaching. So we're trying to really make it holistic one-stop shop. And when you think of any type fitness, it's 5,000 square feet. So it's not a massive gym, but that is the strength of it, frankly, because it's hyper local. As we've seen the grocers and those neighborhood centers really thrive through through COVID, um, that only emphasizes the hyper-locality of our locations and the community. And we love that because it's easy to get to. We're seeing traffic, to your question earlier a little bit, traffic coming steadily throughout the day at any time versus a spike at 6 in the morning, right, then a drop, then a lunchtime spike, then a drop, then a nighttime spike. It's really pretty consistent throughout the day. When I shadowed a club uh, for a day to learn uh, inner workings of everything, that's certainly what I heard and saw with my own eyes, was people coming 9.30, 10.30, 11.30, steady flow. So um, very interesting to see how that has shifted post-COVID as people are working more and more from home. Um, but with real estate, yeah, so anytime I'll tell you, doesn't need to have the A site, right? It's not built for that. It's more of a, uh, the right trade area and a B or C type location because it's more rent sensitive. So those have been uh, easier to come by, I would say. The other three brands, we call them the studio brands, Waxing the City, Base Camp, and Bar Method. It's been more challenging. And you know this, there's limited supply and quality spaces. Um, so we're competing with a lot of other retailers for uh, a limited amount of quality retail space. I think there's definitely a need for some redevelopment or new development that's been uh, a bit behind where it was pre-COVID. Is, is the biggest competitor food? in those locations? Is that who you're competing with for space? You know, it's interesting you ask that. So yes and no, right? So the beauty of the food is that they're all competing with each other like no other, right? When I talk to food counterparts, they're all about, we need the drive-through and they all need the drive-through. So good luck guys, you're all gonna fight over it. Good for you. The beauty of this is that, and I've said this before, food and service to me continue to be the future of retail. And we saw that evolution continue to be amplified out of COVID with you know smaller spaces for the soft good users but food is essential and they're going to be everywhere but landlords cannot fill every building with food because of parking constraints and code so the beauty of it is we are a really good non-food use right that's going to draw traffic consistently uh throughout the day evening not suffocate parking uh, and so again i would say food isn't so much a competitor because typically the sites we're looking at they're saying look we have food here, food here, and here. We have two bays. We will not do any more food. We'd love to have you guys in here. So we're a great non-food alternative. Yeah, you make a good point on the parking, yeah. right? And I think landlords are starting to really consider, and I think this is something they were considering pre-pandemic, and this is art, not science, as much as we all think it's science, is how much is too many restaurants at a center, right? I think people are starting to consider what does that look like? How much is too much food? Um, and because it'd be a lot, it's given the amount of restaurant expansion right now, you could lease up a whole center to restaurants. Like you could figure it out. You could do restaurants everywhere. And it'd be like, you know, 
you know, how sustainable is this? Um, Complete Solutions and Sourcing, Inc. is a customer-centric, comprehensive, managed waste service provider, independently owned and operated. We are the experts in waste and recycling solutions with a key competitive difference, our boutique approach. We are driven by our desire to support the commercial real estate industry's owners, landlords, and managers as they navigate the ever-changing and challenging waste industry. We are honored to work with some of the industry's top brands to strategically craft, implement, and manage some of the most impactful waste programs available today as we reshape the waste industry and lead our clients to their diversion goals. Is your waste program complete? Contact us at complete.com, C-O-M-P-L-T.com, and let the experts at Complete Solutions reduce the environmental impact of your waste program. Have you, so I appreciate that, have you guys seen anything with inflation? Has that impacted your guys' business? Yeah, I would, I would tell you there's a lot of headwinds that we're all dealing with, so I, I'm speaking from what I'm seeing, but obviously talking to a lot of others on the retail side and the landlord side. Um, yes, inflation, um, supply chain issues, costs for construction, rising interest rates, Chris, have been real tough on our, on our uh, franchise owners, right? They're looking to do a new loan, new SBA loan. The interest rates have gone up significantly since six months ago. Uh, so those are definite headwinds, which is tough because we're seeing a lot of positives and a lot of interest in growth. And we're still seeing a lot of growth. But I'm like, man, if we could lower the interest rates, make the supply chain obviously sped up, make construction costs come down a bit, we could really be flourishing even more. So that that's that is a, certainly a challenge. And I'm hearing that from from all of my other uh, retailers I talk to, especially food users. Yeah. Construction costs are obviously near and dear to my heart that yep. my world um, as are interest rates, obviously. <clears throat> it was interesting. I had a conversation, two different people, and one was a construction expert and one was um, just an owner. And the construction expert said, his view, his lens, you're going to see construction costs subside Q4, Q1. And one of the reasons is some people are saying mercy and like not building it and some jobs aren't getting complete and so it's going to bring down the pricing and then the the business owner said guys construction costs like i don't remember where they've ever come down significantly like so it was an interesting yin and yang there sure. i think there's going to be some compression of construction costs but i do think there is a new pricing because while material costs will come down i think we have a labor challenge in construction um you know we have declining birth rates lower immigration we we're, we're gonna have you know we have a labor challenge in construction therefore i believe we I, I think construction costs will come down, but not as much as we might hope. So we're going to have to figure it out. Yeah, I, I think that's largely correct. I think it's just a multitude of issues, right? So it's cost being one thing, which is very big, but also just availability of supplies and contractors, right? Yeah, that's... HVAC units in some markets are taking months, many months to get delivered. So the tough thing is maybe one of those issues is is, is uh, reasonable to handle at a time, but having both 
it's really tough because you got to pay a lot to know so wait, right? I so, I have a vacant box where we're putting in a new tenant, and in a market that's thousands of miles away, another vacant box where we don't have a tenant. And my construction team emailed me today asking me if we could take the steel off the facade of the one center and wow. use that for the other. Wow. And I was like, well, I'm not sure I know what the ramifications are once you take it off, but is that really cheaper? And they're like a gazillion dollars cheaper. Wow. And by the way, faster. Wow. I was like, so you want to go to property A, take the steel out of the facade? What, is the, what are you going to do with this facade after? You're going to bring the steel over to this other project? And they're like, yeah, this is going to be better. And so they're putting together a plan to show me right now because I didn't green light it yet, but I'm like, wow. I, you know, at least the team's being creative, but like that, that was wow to me. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, it's, it, that, that's the tough thing, right? So you're seeing it too. We're all dealing with it, and to some degree, that it's a new normal. But I still think there'll be some relief uh, on one or both issues, hopefully later this year, because um, it is—it's—it's—it's it's tough for anyone to develop right now. It just—it's just challenging when you have to deal with those those the 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 combination of those issues. So, notwithstanding the challenges, you guys have been very expansive and growing uh, in all your brands, but you're really excited about Basecamp right now. That's one you're really excited about. You're a member of Basecamp. You took me there. It's a cool workout. Tell me about what's going on at Basecamp. Yeah, no, Basecamp. And again, I would encourage anyone who's listening just to check out the website, basecamppitness.com. It's a 35-minute high-intensity interval training workout. Assault bike is the key component for a minute. And then the floor with weights for a minute. Back and forth, back and forth for 35 minutes. And then there's a 10-minute abs and cool down. And Chris did it. And it's a great workout. It is addictive, and it's a, uh, got a great community and vibe. So we have 16 of them today, uh, and it's been fun because since we last talked, we've we've had a lot of growth there. Uh, obviously, from our sheer numbers, from where we started. You know, we first acquired the brand. There was six, um, California. It's uh, that's where it was founded and based by a former MMA fighter to mimic training. So I don't want anyone to get intimidated by that. But I think that once you do the workout, you can understand uh, that's that's a good basis for it because it is intense as intense as you want to make it um but but since we've last spoke chris and i told you this in vegas we've we've added more locations so we're in california now uh, obviously we have three in the twin cities we have three in wisconsin columbia south carolina we're in memphis tennessee chicago we're in west loop uh with a location that opened end of 2021 um but right now it's exciting because we're actively looking and working on new deals in san diego kansas city um uh, Detroit, New York, New Jersey, Jacksonville, Tampa, Miami, Orlando. Um, so we have a lot of a lot of growth going on. Uh, we're also in Houston, by the way. I forgot to mention we have a store in Houston. So really fun brand. I love the guerrilla warfare in the real estate world of being the small brand, right? And we're going head to head, trying to outposition and go head toe to toe with Orange Theory as an example. Uh, it's very fun, especially with a product that is phenomenal. So um, we have 16 now. We have 10 LOIs out as I speak. So more to come. And we're excited to get more nearby uh, many of the people listening, right? As you know, Chris, you flew out to Minneapolis. That's that's a good distance for you to travel to try one. We'll, we'll hopefully have one here in the near future in New Jersey. Um, so, yeah, we're excited about that brand. And it's, uh, it's certainly going to uh, continue to grow. And we're seeing a ton of interest, especially from our expansive group of Anytime Fitness owners who want to diversify 
and add additional brands that, that complement and supplement the anytime model. So from a real estate perspective, you mentioned, uh, I went to the one, it was in a great, Woodbury. Pro- in Woodbury, a great project, awesome suburb. And most of the ones are in suburban markets, but you have one in the West Loop, which obviously is super urban. Are you, is it a primary suburban concept, urban concept? Where do you see so, it? You know, it's interesting that you say it that way because the it was actually born more in urban settings, right? So the first ones in California, um, San Francisco, Los Angeles. The first one we did in Minneapolis was downtown Minneapolis, North Loop of Minneapolis. So uh, the, the more interesting thing is we've actually seen it be primarily urban to start, but we all knew suburban would be where we'd you know, grow into. And so we're continuing to look at both, I would say, urban settings and uh, uh, first tier uh, suburbs that are affluent and dense like Woodbury. So uh, Woodbury is one of the, the, the more fewer than we have today, but there's more and more coming that are in more suburban settings for sure. Got it. Got it. Um, <clears throat> what else are you seeing in the, the real estate market? You came out of Vegas. What was your take coming out of Vegas? Well, I thought it was a great show. I thought it felt normal again, which I guess we've all been through this, you know, kind of new normal, but it did, it did feel normal again. I think you would agree. Meeting with you, meeting with many of your counterparts, other landlords, other retailers, the booths, the setup, everything was back to normal. Uh, attendance was strong. And uh, so what I, what I came out was a lot of the same stuff we're talking about, right? People are wanting to grow, especially small shop especially food and service, which is certainly us, fitness and, and personal care. Um, but costs are high, rents are going up, um, and, and there's inflation and, and interest rates that are, that are in the way a bit. So there's a lot of good news, but there's some, some negative uh, or at least some things to caution everyone as, as we continue to move forward. But what, what I came out of that uh, learning was, again, that the retail mart industry, brick and mortar, is very strong. People are going back. People want to grow. Um, you know, it's funny. One of the other uses that, that I want to throw out just because we're talking, Chris, is the movie theaters, right? Movie theaters. I don't know. I might have thought they may have never come back. But uh, I went and saw Top Gun Maverick with my family on their Father's Day, and it was already been out for several weeks, and the theater was packed. And so it is fun to see that that industry come back a bit, too. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of optimism. We're all a little bit, you know, uh, cautious just because COVID's kind of come and waves and, and it's been a, a major uh, disruptor in all of our lives and business lives, especially for retail. Having said that, it really does feel like we're in a new chapter and, and, and there's a lot of optimism. First, let's talk about Top Gun. How'd you like it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. How'd you like it? I loved it. And, and by the way, Chris, I didn't think I'd get my, I have two girls, 14 and 11. I, I swear I've asked them to go before, like no interest. They went. I got them to go, kind of begrudgingly, with my wife and I, and they loved it. They wanted to watch the first one. Oh, they didn't home. see the first one. So, right, I saw the first one. I haven't seen the second one. I got to. I'm a huge Top Gun fan, huge Top Gun fan. Love Top Gun, uh, and I'm dying to see this. So, it's worth it. Mavericks, the 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 pilot school trainer now, right? Correct. He goes back to Top Gun and he's the instructor and, and it's anyway, it's really well done. And uh, you got to see it in the theater. Really well shot. The the flight scenes are very cool. So, yeah, I don't know anyone that's seen it. That's like, nah, it wasn't for me. So it's, it's pretty universally liked, which is really rare. Amazing. 
You mentioned something a little earlier. You're seeing rents rise. Yes. And how are the franchisees dealing with that? Again, it's tough. Uh, you know, I'm a tenant, right? So I got to I gotta have the tenant hat on. Now, I've been a landlord before, so I certainly know that side. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's the biggest factor. One of the biggest factors of, of their success, the rent and, and labor are the two biggest items. So it can be challenging, right? As I mentioned, anytime fitness, there's some areas we'd like to maybe be, but the rent's just too high. The model just doesn't, doesn't work in, in uh, super high rent areas because it's more of a value proposition. Uh, and, and then for the studio brands, uh, we want to be in the right centers and we can pay the freight, but at a, cer- at a certain point, the freight becomes too high. And, and, you know, food users can afford these rents because they have, you know, much higher margins than non-food users. So good landlords understand that and that not everyone can pay the same rent regardless of use, obviously. Um, so, you know, we just need to make sure we're getting into the right situation and, and not being foolish with paying top dollar just to get into a center and then struggle a year from now or two years from now and need to get out. Are you guys raising prices? That is a great question. Uh, I would tell you anecdotally, yes. Uh, every franchisee, every location can can uh, adjust prices as they see fit to the market. And so that's, that's separate of inflation, but uh, I'm sure that that's going on. I'm sure we're raising prices where needed. I think based on what you said earlier, the consumer understands and is paying for it i think that's the reality right i was i met with a a big restaurant tour in the twin cities the other day and they you know food especially they're raising prices all over the place i I don't think it's as explicit as you might think but they are right because they have to so um yeah i i think the consumer is certainly paying the brunt of it i don't know that everyone's fully aware of it but that is that's certainly what i'm seeing as a consumer myself yeah the awareness for sure um well, listen, <clears throat> super exciting stuff. You guys signed 140 leases or you're trying That's to goal. That's the goal. The goal. Right. right. And do you have a 2023 goal? Not yet. Not yet, but we're moving. So it, like I said, it's been really exciting just the last six months, Chris, because we've seen more new owners sign on than we have in a while across some of our smaller brands, which, which is exciting. That's great, man. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you. Uh, this was, uh, Great to have you back on. I love being out there. Um, anything else you want to leave the listeners with before we uh, end today? No, just I guess I would say uh, for landlords, certainly consider us given our size. We're a great fit in centers. And for as a consumer, I'm a consumer as well, just like Chris is. Try out some of our concepts. When Basecamp comes to your area or Bar Method, uh, strongly encourage you to try those classes. They're great. And Bar Method is 99% female. But I've done the class. It's really good for men, too. So uh, I would just encourage everyone to try it. Try something new, right? Try something new. Try a niche class. Um, and if you're at Anytime Fitness, try the personal training. It's been a, a really, really big uh, growth vehicle for us. I have a rule. I'll try anything twice. <laughs> right, right. Because, you know, like, you ever been in the car and this song comes on and you're like, oh, I don't like this song. You change channel. And then, like, three weeks later, the song comes on again. And all of a sudden... You're like singing to the song. <laughs> you got to give things a second chance. For sure. For sure. But no, yeah, it, it, the good news is the industry is back. It was great to see everyone in Vegas. I'm sure I'll see you in New York in December. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we look forward to continuing to grow. So it's, it's, it feels, again, just like ICS, more like normal for us, too, for my team, for our company. It feels a lot, a lot like normal again, which is great. Excellent, man. Well, listen, this was great. 
Thank you so much. Everybody, make sure you check out Self-Esteem Brands Concepts. Again, that's Anytime Fitness, Bar Method, Wax and City, Base Camp, and what's the nutrition one? Stronger You. Stronger You. All right, Mark. Well, thanks for hopping on. Really appreciate it. For sure, man. Anytime. Thank you for listening to Retail Retold. If you want to share a story about a retail real estate deal that you were a part of on our show, please reach out to us at retailretold at dlcmgmt.com. This show highlights the stories behind the deals from all perspectives, so it doesn't matter if you are a retailer, broker, entrepreneur, architect, or an attorney. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Retail Retold so you don't miss out on next Thursday's episode.